0: Welcome to the Palm Harvest Podcast. We are a community in Costa Mesa, California. To know more about us, visit our website, palmharvest.com. To follow along with today's message, download the Palm Harvest app and click on Sermon Notes. Thank you for listening. welcome to the Palm Harvest broadcast. I'm Pastor Mike. Would you join me for an opening prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit, we gather together today in this place and all across the nation to learn and hear from you. God, today as we pause in our day to delve into your scriptures, into the Holy Bible, Our prayer is that your Holy Spirit would teach us something new. God, I pray that you would speak to my heart and speak to the heart of those tuning in so that we might become the men and women that you have called us and have designed us to be. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask these things. And everybody said, Amen. Church, today I want to invite you to go on a journey with me. Today we are beginning a new series that I am am entitling Discover God. For this series we are going to be really unpacking for the next several months uh, our way through a book in the Bible called Romans, the book of Romans. Now I don't know how many of you have ever studied the book of Romans uh, in the Bible, what I want you to know that is in 35 years of pastoral ministry, I have never taught through the book of Romans from start to finish. Now I have preached messages out of the book of Romans. I have you know, certainly quoted portions from it. I have studied it personally. I have read through it multiple times, but I have never taught through this book in its entirety largely because of this one reason. The Book of Romans in the Bible is a deeply theological, intellectual kind of composition. And if you're familiar with my preaching style, as many of you are, you know that I'm the kind of communicator that leans more towards sort of an application style of of a message. Uh, I'm not a teacher, so to speak, in the sense where I gain a tremendous amount of really even enjoyment from for dispensing uh, you know theological truths just for the sake of, of information. Uh, while I may have a bit of a contemplative pathway or, or wiring, I, I'm just really not a guy that just likes to teach lots of information without answering the question, so what? And so, as I have been delving into the whole idea of, of teaching on the Book of Romans, full disclosure, I am already beginning to understand personally that this series is gonna challenge me, and I hope that it will challenge you as well. For the last three weeks, as I've been camping on this idea of the Book of Romans, almost every morning around 2.30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, I have been waking up, just feeling the weight of, of this series. But as I've been pondering really where God might be leading us as a church family in this next season of life, this is the book that I really strongly believe that God is inviting us to to throw ourselves into. And particularly, he is inviting me to to, to teach through it. And so that's what we're going to do. And so church, get your scuba gear on because we are going to be going deep fast. Y'all down for that? Now, here's the big idea that we're going to talk about today. Discovering God begins with Jesus. Discovering God begins with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if you want to discover God, if you want to more fully kind of understand and comprehend your creator God, then Jesus is where you and I need to start. Because discovering God always begins with Jesus. Now write this down, point number one in your app notes. Know Jesus, K-N-O-W, know Jesus, know God. No Jesus and oh Jesus no God no Jesus no God no Jesus no God discovering God always begins with Jesus now, if you have a Bible uh, with you today, and I hope you do, whether it's in paper like this or digital form. By the way, if you don't have a Bible, really a great app to download is called the Holy Bible. It's put out by Life Church. You can get it for free on the Bible uh, kind of your the App Store, and. Um, For those of you who are using the the digital app or even paper, I like to read from the New Living Translation. So for whatever it's worth, um, as I read, maybe if you wanna follow along kind of word for word, the New Living Translation is is my go-to text. But herein, I invite you to turn uh, in your Bible to the the Book of Romans. For those of you who have a paper Bible, you will know that the the Book of Romans is sort of towards the back half uh, of your Bible. The Bible, as you know, is, is, is broken up into two sections, kind of the Old Testament, which talks about everything about God up to the time of Jesus, and then the New Testament, which is really the life of Jesus and the early days of, of the church. Well, the Book of Romans is, is toward the beginning. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then the Book of Romans. It's a sixth book in the New Testament. If you, uh, as you're turning there, if you find you know, yourself in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, etc., you've gone too far. And so find your place, Romans chapter one, and that's where we're gonna kinda camp at together today. Now, for those of you familiar with the book of Romans, you understand that this is a letter. This is a letter that has been written to a a group of Christians who are living in the city of Rome. And in the days of Jesus, as many of you likely know, the Roman government, the Roman nation, was large and in charge. And so when I envision Rome during the days of the Bible, I often picture in my mind kind of this cosmopolitan city that is bustling with activity. In Bible days, Rome was like the Los Angeles of the West Coast or the Miami or New York City of the East. It was a melting pot for people. And in the city of Rome, we know that there lived a small group of sort of early Christians who started this cell church. And it's to this group of Christians, to this small cell church, that the Apostle Paul, one of the early church pastures he writes a letter and in the in the, in the very first verse as you will see here in Paul's opening words i want you to notice how paul immediately references jesus because what paul understands and he wants you and i to understand is that knowing god having a relationship with god discovering god always begins with Jesus. So look at verse one in your Bible. This is what we read. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Now write this down, point number two in your notes. Jesus equals good news. Jesus equals good news. Friends, whenever you hear someone talk about the good news of the Bible, as the Apostle Paul here is doing in this verse, you need to know that they're talking about Jesus. They are referring to Jesus. Jesus and good news are synonymous. And the good news that the Apostle Paul wants you and I to embrace is that faith and or belief in Jesus is foundational for you and I to know our creator God. You know, on a side note, I don't know if you've ever had anybody ask you the question, hey, where should I start reading uh, in the Bible? You know, for those of you who maybe are interested in growing spiritually will often ask me, hey Mike, where should I, where should I read, uh, start reading you know, in, in the scriptures? And I will almost always encourage a person, and maybe some of you have heard me say this to you before, to begin your Bible reading in the Gospel of John. Why is that? Well, because John, as many of you know, the author of that book, really does this masterful, masterful job at unpacking for us the life and ministry of, of Jesus. Jesus. You know, John understands that to grow spiritually, one must always begin with Jesus because discovering God begins with Jesus, and Paul agrees. Look again at, at, at verse 1. So, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. It's about Jesus. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The good news is is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me stop there. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now here in verse 1, Paul introduces himself by really using some interesting adjectives. Check it out. One of the first things that Paul tells us here is he describes himself as a slave of Christ Jesus, a slave. Now, many of you know that the the New Testament was originally written in, in Greek, in the Greek language, and this word slave is a word translated doulos, D-O-U-L-O-S. That's how we would spell it in English, Dulos. And if you even actually, if you read it in the Old Testament, you will find this doulos to be a very regular word to describe the great men of, of, of faith, of, of God. You know, it says, for example, that, that Moses was the doulos of the Lord in Joshua chapter one, verse two. Or Joshua was the the doulos of the Lord, found in Joshua chapter 24, verse 29, I think. The proudest, really, titles of the prophets, the title that many of them would use to distinguish themselves from other men, is that they would call themselves slaves of God, doulos of God. And so here in verse 1, from the very get-go, Paul identifies himself as, as a foot-washing servant leader, the doulos of, of the Christ Jesus. You'll also notice here in verse 1 how Paul describes himself to be, uh, how he's been called to be an apostle. Now, we've talked about this in the past, how if, if you ever read the word apostle, that suggests to to us as readers that this is someone who has seen Jesus face to face. You know, for those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus, we would call ourselves disciples. We're we're followers of Jesus, we're disciples of Jesus. But an apostle was one who actually saw face to face, who walked with Jesus face to face. And so here in this descriptor, Paul again is identifying himself with sort of the historical leaders of the faith. Paul is saying, I've been called to be an apostle. Basically, I've been called to be a preacher of of God's truth. Paul is identifying himself with the men and the women of old who have answered the call of God on their life. Abraham, we're told, heard the call of God and responded. Moses, we're told, answered the call of God on his life and responded. Jeremiah and Isaiah and the prophet Amos, each of them reluctantly, really, and this is interesting, interesting, almost against their will, each of them surrendered their heart and answered the call of God on their life to preach. In fact, if you know anything about the Apostle Paul's conversion as told for us in the book of Acts chapter 9, you know how God had to knock Paul down, right? By literally blinding him for for three days so that Paul would sort of recalibrate his life and start pursuing God's agenda instead of doing his own agenda. And then the lesson in in this and what Paul is really trying to even begin to to implement here in in verse, these first few verses of, of this book is that church that sometimes God has to knock us down to get our attention. Did you hear me that? Let me say it again. God sometimes knocks us down to capture our attention. Anybody been knocked down lately? Any chance that God is trying to capture your attention? Well, here in this letter, in this book of Romans, Paul, in his opening, is identifying himself as a man who does not think of life in terms of what he wants to do, but rather Paul views life through the lens of what God wants him to do. And Paul tells us that he is a man, he's been chosen by God to teach and tell others about his experience with Jesus. Because friends, Paul has learned firsthand that discovering God always begins with Jesus. Point number three, Jesus is our connector to God. Jesus is our connector to God. Now, how many of you have ever used, let me grab it here. JB Weld, do you know what this is? Um, if you've ever done any kind of automotive repair, then you've likely used a JB Weld. You can you can buy it in a, kind of a paste form like this. This is for water a water weld and this is just steel. Or you can buy it in, uh, Kind of like toothpaste form where you take a little bit of red and you take a little bit of black and you you know you, you mix it together. Let me show you exactly kind of what we're looking at here. Let me just grab this one. What I want you to notice here is the components in this JB Weld. I don't know if you can see this or not. But if you look closely on this weld, you can see that there's a black, kind of a black paste in the middle. And then on the outside, there is this this gray paste. And so what these two colors show us is that there's two different components that make up this this weld. And when you cut off a piece of this, and then the, the goal is whether it's in paste form like this this red and black where you take this piece and you and you just start to mix it together kind of like putty you, know, you just mix it together what happens is it creates this component this compound that then you can use to weld things that once they're welded particularly metal it it it, it stays it stays for good now similarly here's my point when we connect ourselves to jesus when we take our component, you know, the sinful component, and we take Jesus's, the blood of Jesus, right, the the, 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 the holy component, when we con- connect these together and we meld them together, what happens is we become one com- component, and in so doing, Jesus becomes our connector with God. And so here in verses two and four, Paul is really emphasizing How God promises are fulfilled in Jesus. Look at it. If you look at verse two, it says that how God's promised Jesus through his prophets. And then if you read on, it says how God promised that really by Jesus's resurrection from the dead, it authenticates God's claim that Jesus is his son. And then the point that Paul is really trying to establish, again, from the very get-go, is that through Jesus, he is our connector. Friends, discovering God begins with Jesus. Now skip down to verse 15, and then I'm going to close with this. This is what we read. So Paul writes, I'm eager to come to you to Rome to preach the good news. What's the good news? Jesus. So he said, I'm eager to come to Rome that's filled with lots of non-Christians, people who have not yet put their faith in Jesus. I'm eager to come to preach about Jesus, to preach the good news. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving one who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. Friends, Paul wants you to know and he wants me to know that if we are willing to take a risk, if you are willing to take a risk and dare to believe that Jesus is God's son, if you are willing to take a step of faith, so to speak, and believe that Jesus loves you, that he is for you, and that he wants to have a personal relationship with with you, if you dare to believe that, then you can know in faith that God, our Heavenly Father, will forgive your sins. I don't know what sins you have committed. I don't know where you may have been falling down this past week. But what I do know the Bible teaches And what I choose to believe and I invite you to believe is that faith in Jesus saves. And friends, that is good news. For you see, discovering God always begins with Jesus. Let's close in prayer. Father, today as we launch this series, our goal is to discover you. We want to know you. And so this week, as we go throughout our day, as we encounter various people in various situations, God, help us to be aware of your presence around us. And Father, for those who may have been fallen down this week, for those who have maybe sinned and and regressed in their relationship with you. I pray that through Jesus, as they call upon you even now in this moment, that you would forgive them, that you would refresh them. Lord, refresh me too. Forgive me too, because I too want Jesus to be Lord of my life. It's in Jesus' name, the one who is gonna help us all discover God the Father, our creator, that we pray these things. And everybody said, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Palm Harvest podcast. We would love to get to know you. So download the Palm Harvest app for free and fill out our connection card. Your continued support helps us spread hope around the world. You can also give in our app and find out more about our community.